The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Atlantic Files, the number one podcast on the number one division in the NBA, brought to you by the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. As always, joined by your hosts, myself, Alex Fishbein, and we got Dennis Big Sexy Clawson. What's going on, Dennis? I think that's the first time you've actually like formally introduced me as Big Sexy. I mean, it's been up there long enough now that I feel like I have to. When I uh, I it, I was international the other day, it was it was grande e sexy. <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> um, and speaking of, shout out to Mario out there in uh, what Chile? I think he he was in Chile. Is it Chile? I don't know. Oh, yeah. He he's so cool. He, Chile. How do you say yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I think it's Chile, but I, I could be. I don't know. That guy was cool. He had a cool accent. Way cooler than yeah, I'll no. ever be. Tell you that. <laughs> He's awesome. Hopefully, I might be going on to his podcast on Wednesday, mm. tomorrow. Um, but that depends. I have a fantasy football draft. I got this puppy that's running all over the place. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> it's that time of the year, man. It's It's like. Remember when COVID happened, people were like, I can't do anything because we're in quarantine. You literally have, like, every guy on the planet has an excuse for the next week and a half, and ladies, you know, the ones who partake, (laughs) to, uh, I I can't do it. I got a fantasy football draft. Exactly. Like, this is. I had one last night. I have one tomorrow night. (laughs) Yeah, this has to be, like, the most important sports time of the year coming up. Oh, 1,000%. I mean, not only that, but, like, even if you're in fantasy basketball drafts, those are coming up in a few weeks. And we have a – we're doing another one? Yep. Yeah, I'm, yeah. The 2020 team, I think it is, right? Yeah, so we got that going on, too. Yep, so we'll have that. I have another, like, friends league that I'm in that's a redraft league. Our 30-team league's going to start. We still have the rookie draft for our, our Dynasty League with Mike. So, I mean, we don't we don't really need to do all these, but let's just face it. What the hell else do we have going on? <laughs> exactly. I mean, what? If we didn't do all these, we'd, what, spend time with family? Yeah, who wants to do that? <laughs> no one wants to do all that. No, honestly, like, I look forward to it. And, like, starting from – I'm not a big summer fan. I hate summer. I hate it hot. I hate being outside. Like, I just want to stay inside. And with training camp starting, that's like a, that's like the tease. That's like, you know, you're going out with a, uh, a girl and, you know, you're at the drive-in or something. And there might be a little outside-the-pants action. That's kind of what <laughs> – that's kind of what training camp is. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And week I mean, one. football starts next week. Yeah, we got nine days, but who's counting? But, you know, <laughs> you have, uh, you know, throughout training camp, you get preseason and you get who's getting first team reps, who's getting, you know, second team, who's getting an upgrade. 
and then we get week one. So I'd say that Thursday night game was maybe you, you pick up pick it up a little bit on your second yep. date, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and then week one, it's the full shebang. Oh, and then that that first red zone Sunday. Oh, that gets that gets your goosebumps. goosebumps that, that's going. when you that's when you know it's going to be a long term relationship. That um, <laughs> that NFL on CBS theme is amazing. Yep, agreed. I mean, so yeah, most of the uh, sports themes, like for the whenever the games are going to be played, are great just because it brings back like, oh, yep, it's time, it's time. Yeah, the weather's starting to get cooler. Oh yeah, and I'm a Christmas guy. I like Christmas. I like Thanksgiving, obviously. And uh, you know, there's nothing like waking up on like a f- like a fall morning and drinking a cup of hot coffee and throwing down four breakfast sandwiches and just setting some lineups and it's the best. <laughs> it's the best. Oh yeah, I mean, I I so I love summer. I am a summer guy, but I also like the. I like the fall up until it starts getting really, really cold because, like, I still like Christmas and stuff, but when it's super cold, I'd rather not because I'd, I'd like to go do stuff, and I don't want to do it in the snow. But yeah, the so, snow sucks. Exactly. Like, if we could have winter but, like, fall temperatures, I'd be down. But... I don't. I don't. I'm not a big snow person. That's just not what I do. I hate to fall just for allergy purposes. True. Like, and I will bring up. Um, I'm still getting over a uh, respiratory viral non-COVID illness, so I'm a little, a little nasally, and then my eye. If anybody's wondering, I didn't smoke a big bowl beforehand. I just <laughs> broke out with some pink eye bullshit. I got you. Which I gotta send you the picture of that because. There was like like pus and stuff where it was disgusting. Oh God, where yeah. did that come from? I have no idea. Maybe <laughs> my maybe my daughter farted on my pillow or something. Who knows? <laughs> Got back at you for something. <laughs> yeah. Well, with that being said, let's actually talk some basketball here. So before we get into the two K ratings and everything, one thing that happened uh, not too long ago was the Patrick Beverly trade. He's going to the Lakers while Talon Horton Tucker and who else was it? It was Horton Tucker and someone else went to Utah. I'm drawing a blank right now. but I mean, does it, is it really relevant who else is going in that deal? <laughs> I mean, probably not, because especially if I can't even remember their name. Oh, Stanley Johnson. Yeah, not very relevant. Like I said. (laughs) But uh, Patrick Beverly was on TV talking about how if he was on the Lakers, they would have went to the finals. Now he's on the Lakers. Do you think they go to the finals? No. And here's the (laughs) thing. (laughs) I mean, does anybody care? Because we have the prime opportunity for a reality TV show. When him and Russell Westbrook actually like see each other for the first time, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. 
<laughs> like, who cares? They could win one game, and if they, if we just follow them around all season and see if they get along and stuff, that would, I, that can we can somebody just do that? That would be awesome. They Those need guys a, hate they each need a other. hard knocks. They need like an NBA hard knocks and follow the Lakers just for Westbrook and Beverly. Yeah, that I mean, that's all I care about this season when it comes to the Lakers <laughs> is those guys. <laughs> I mean, here's how bad the Lakers offseason is going. You're, they're literally talking about Austin and Reeves going into the starting lineup. This is the most, <laughs> you know what I mean? So this is the most significant thing to happen for the Lakers. I mean, I, mean, I guess LeBron signed that extension, but does anybody really care about that? Uh, I mean, not really. They kind of assumed it. I mean, here's here's the Lakers offseason so far. Signed Scottie Pippen Jr. and Cole Swider to two ways. Signed Toscano Anderson, Troy Brown Jr., and Damian Jones. And then signed Lonnie Walker. And then traded for Patrick Beverly for Horton Tucker and Stanley Johnson. Yeah, exactly. This is the most significant... <laughs> I would say like the Lonnie Walker signing, maybe, you know, or Lonnie Walker going to the Lakers was probably the biggest thing before LeBron. Right. But this Patrick Beverly Russell Westbrook situation is, is, is great. Oh yeah. I hope I mean, they fight and shit. <laughs> I actually just saw a report right before coming on that said, um, Westbrook was already in contact with Beverly, like called him or something to that effect. And Darvin Ham said that he's even planning on starting them alongside each other. Mm. That's a recipe for a reality TV. I could see some fireworks happening, though, at some point. Oh, hell yeah. Like if they especially if they go on some sort of losing streak, like say they lose like four or five games in a row. I, I could see that blown up. So this will happen in November, early November then. <laughs> yes, before Thanksgiving at the latest. You know what I love about... Uh, uh, why am I drawing a blank? I just had a about stroke on air. I just had a stroke. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> no, I about just love this whole thing. Yeah, I, I mean, Russell Westbrook, everybody said... I mean, can we just stop with the Russell Westbrook trade thing? He's not going anywhere. Oh, no. There's and, no, one, and, no one is willing to take that on unless they give them something of actual value. And nothing they have, even their draft picks, aren't really of value. Well, the um, the biggest piece that they could offer anybody is now in Utah. So he was like, Horton Tucker was like the... The, the the guy that they were always – I mean, what a fall from grace he had. I mean, he played six games in his rookie season. They thought they saw enough from him. They gave him a deal, and he averaged 10 points last season, had a broken thumb, and, you know, for some reason, he just, they just don't – they he fell off really fast, and I think he's going to bounce back in Utah, especially if uh, Mitchell gets dealt. Oh, yeah. I mean – to be honest, I, I have a hard time imagining Mitchell being on the roster by the time training camp happens. But um, remember back when they were deciding between Caruso and Horton Tucker and LeBron and Anthony Davis and all these guys were jizzing over keeping 
Horton Tucker, and they're like, this guy's going to be a star. This You can't let go of him. He's going to be the next best thing. And now you traded him and Stanley Johnson for all of Patrick Beverly. I like how he's like <laughs> jizzing over. <laughs> they're jizzing I over. mean, they pretty much were. There was so many reports. Like, even, like, Woj and all them were reporting, like, oh, LeBron loves playing with Horton Tucker. And LeBron started tweeting about how Horton Tucker has all this unlocked potential. And then Anthony Davis joined the bandwagon. And then all these other guys are starting to talk about it. And it's just like, so, okay, you kept him over Caruso. And then you traded him to get an older version of Caruso. I mean, wasn't I screaming about that? When that had one, yes. you know what I mean? So serves him right. I mean, the the only knock on Caruso is that the, the, the damn guy cannot stay healthy. True. But damn it, I when mean, he plays, though, he's a he's a stud. He he's had like three like three assists a game, some shit oh, like yeah. that he was averaging. I mean, the the first injury of the season for him was all due to Grayson Allen being a dick. But I mean, is that a shock to you? Grayson Allen, a dick. Whoa. <laughs> well known for being a dick. <laughs> Boy, he really stepped it up in the postseason, though. <laughs> he made like one of his 46 three-point attempts, it seemed like. I mean, sometimes he's a dick to his own team. <laughs> it goes both ways. <laughs> but, um... From yeah, from all that talk from Patrick Beverly, I don't see them making the finals. I don't know how. No, I like I I, I see what Beverly brings attitude and defensive wise for the team, and I also thought it was funny that Beverly talked about how like the Lakers like in that TV rant he talked about how the Lakers don't have a leader and everything because like LeBron can't do everything, so like Beverly's gonna come and be a leader. Like sure, Beverly talks all day long and can be a vocal leader, whatever you want. But Beverly doesn't make Anthony Davis stay healthy. Beverly doesn't, you know, if if Westbrook's not having a great season again, Beverly's not the one putting up, you know, 18 points a game to help out with that deficiency. There's, like, he helps in terms of defense on the perimeter – but doesn't all of a sudden turn this old ass team into a championship contender? Well, I mean, he he did have like one of his best offensive showings in Minnesota last season. I think he averaged like ten points a game. So maybe we're onto something here. I highly doubt it, but <laughs> maybe he goes to eleven points per game. I don't believe though that when they say LeBron's not a leader, I think LeBron's a fantastic leader. Oh, I, I do too. I think LeBron I mean, is if you one watch, of the top leaders out there. One of my my favorite things to do is because I, I, for some reason, like to stay up way past my bedtime watching West Coast NBA games. And one of my favorite things to watch was like LeBron yelling at like Austin Reeves. Oh, yeah. And there's not a damn thing you could do about it. Like, it's 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 great. <laughs> no, I agree. It's I mean, a lot of I times. I wish Kevin Durant see- would do that. Oh, yeah. Well, that's another thing is that Kevin Durant is far from a leader. No. Like, that. that's one of the issues that Brooklyn has is Kevin Durant nor Kyrie Irving are leaders. And then after them, I mean, Ben Simmons wasn't a leader either. So, 
what the leader then is Nick Claxton. Yeah, Patty Mills. I mean, Patty Mills is a decent leader, but like, I feel like you need a leader in the starting lineup. Uh, yeah. I mean, don't you think KD should be doing? That? You know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, please, I can't do this today. So, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll skip over that. Yeah, but, um, I was I was actually kind of in a good mood making fun of the Lakers, and now I don't. You know, I don't want to talk about Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the big thing with the Lakers too is so I guess who's the Lakers' best center? Damian Jones. Uh, Thomas Bryant. Okay, Thomas Bryant. He's he's solid. So you got Bryant and and Damian. And, and I'll then, tell you though, Damian Jones though, and he he had some great games in Sacramento last season. True, true. I mean, I do like Damian Jones, but the other thing too is. Anthony Davis always talked about how he hates playing center. Uh, he I just mean, hates playing all together. That too. <laughs> LeBron is not going to be able to hold up at center as much as he maybe could have back in his prime days. Even though, I mean, he's still just a freak of nature. But, like, you don't want LeBron at center all the time playing small ball like that. And then after, like... So after Westbrook and Beverly, what your next best like wing players slash guards are Reeves, Lonnie Walker, and who? That's what they got to figure out. I mean, we got a bunch of new guys <laughs> on the team, and we don't know who's doing what. So it'll be interesting. I, I agree. Tyler asked, "Is Westbrook hey. going to make it the whole season with Beverly?" I hope not. I hope Tyler. they fight each other, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, I honestly don't think they're gonna make it. Uh, if anything, I, I mean, I think the first one that's probably gonna go just because the Lakers are have their mind made up is Westbrook. But yeah, I don't think they're gonna. Yeah, make at it that point them. though, they're gonna have to like just real like buy him out or some shit. Yeah. It's going to have to be something like and that. And then Brooklyn or, can pick him up out of minimum contract. Yeah, there you go. I'll tell you, <laughs> I would be so happy. Well, are Westbrook and Kevin Durant friends again? Because I mean, they hated each other after Kevin Durant left OKC. I don't think Kevin Durant is man enough to not be friends with Russell Westbrook. I think if Russell Westbrook approached him and said, we're friends, he'd go, yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't fuck with Westbrook. I mean, you, t- <laughs> you need a leader. There's your leader, Russell Westbrook. That, that's a good point. Now, that's a guy who make everybody fall in line real fucking quick. Kyrie's over there like, oh, I don't want to play today. Westbrook shows up to his house. You're playing. Yeah. Imagine, <laughs> imagine Russell Westbrook will show up in a dress and be like, you're going to play. <laughs> oh, God. However... That would be one interesting lineup with Russ, Kyrie, Ben, and Katie all on the floor at the same time. Awesome. I don't know that how would that be, would work. I mean, that would be amazing. I mean, on 2K, that'd be amazing. But, like... I mean, isn't on, that what... Isn't that real life, though, 2K? Uh, no. Not really. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck, though? I'd rather see that lineup than... Uh, you know, Blake Griffin out there, like Nico Claxton. 
I'm not True. high on Nico Claxton at all. I'm not sold on him. Mike is the only person high on Nico Claxton. Well, Mike's a little, <laughs> you know. True. Tyler says 2K is trash. I want Which NBA Live us. back. I want NBA Live back. Damn it. NBA Live was the shit back in the day. Mm-hmm. But that segues us to 2K. <laughs> so we were going to talk about some of the ratings and stuff until we saw that the ratings aren't officially out. And a lot of people have been making ratings predictions and so on and so forth. Um but what we're going to do is bring up 2kratings.com that has a lot of the ratings at the end of NBA 2K22 and some predictions and stuff on there. And we're going to see where guys should be. So let me bring that up now and not break it like before. All right. So. <clears throat> According to this, the top 10 players as of right now, this is not including rookies because I was looking at the draft, so we don't and have that the rookie was 2K overalls. that was 2K22, right? Yes. So this is like the updated ratings at the very end of 2K22 before they stopped updating them, which I think was like, I guess, at the NBA Finals because I don't think they changed them in the offseason. Right, because it's going to be the same game. They just want you to buy it so they can... They can just make their money. It's going to be the same shit. Right. Right. They're going to tweak like two things and then the rest is all going to be the same. Until they sponsor us. And then once they sponsor them and say, wow, that's great. Awesome. You can see, uh, (laughs) look at the sweat. It looks so real. (laughs) Look, you can see boogers in his nose. (laughs) Yeah. Until that happens, though. Nope. Nope. So Giannis is the number one overall player as of the end of last season. Then you got LeBron, Durant, Embiid, Steph, Jokic, Luka, Kawhi, Ja, and James Hart. I was surprised that Kawhi stayed all the way up at 95. Like, I know it's just based off of an injury that I wouldn't put him that high, but I'm surprised they even left it that high, especially with, like, his injury history. I figured it'd be, like, lower 90s, but um, the rest of them... I probably would agree with. I would have going into the season. Mm-hmm. My number one would be Jokic, hands down, and I put him at a ninety-eight. I wouldn't put anybody at ninety-nine. I don't think anybody needs to be a ninety-nine. That's like perfect. Like you have no flaws. But if if anybody's going to be a top guy, I think Jokic should be up there. Uh, Giannis number two. <clears throat> And then LeBron, I'd put him at number three. And then maybe Doncic at four. Maybe Embiid at three. LeBron at four. Then Doncic at... Like, those guys can be interchangeable. You know what I mean? But that the top five has to be Giannis, Jokic, Embiid, uh, Luka, and LeBron James. Okay. I mean... I think I think it does get pretty iffy at the top five just because, I mean, I think Steph is also, like, probably tied at the same overall as some of those guys, but, like, might not be exactly top five just because, like, someone have, might have better defense. Like, I would put Giannis and Jokic both at a 98 
But I would still have Giannis first because of his defensive abilities on top of being almost unstoppable on offense. My problem um, with Giannis, though, is that he's not a, a consistent shooter. True. I mean, that's very true. I like yeah. I, I I can definitely see Jokic being the number one because of I mean his offense ability abilities alone in terms of playmaking and scoring. Um but to me it's always the defensive part that I think just subtracts a couple points in my mind. I mean I would even I would even put Embiid at number two. True. I mean Embiid Embiid definitely has... I think Embiid should definitely be top three at the very least. I mean, if you look at the way these guys are now, I think Embiid has surpassed Giannis as a better player. You can't make that argument anymore that Embiid's not healthy. Giannis certainly hasn't been healthy. I mean, he was in uh, the uh, uh, Acropolis, or uh, I can't pronounce the name of that, but he was just... He was having back spasms and had to have an MRI. So oh, yeah, I mean, it seems like, the... yeah, the the overseas, you know, the Greek, uh, yeah. So he just had an MRI and his back was bothering him. It seems like this guy's always hurt. And Bede stayed pretty healthy last season True. for the most part. Actually, besides... the, the one thing that kept him out the longest last year was COVID. Right. Even a thumb ligament tear and a face, you know, a facial fracture. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I definitely think at the very least Embiid should be, like, I think the top three in some order should definitely be Giannis, Embiid, Jokic. I yeah, I, the, I'm locking in my top three. I'm going to say Jokic, Embiid, and then Giannis at number three. Okay. I think I'm going to go Giannis, Jokic, Embiid. Um well, you're and wrong, that's but that's okay. A, that's from an Embiid guy too. I'm putting him at third. <laughs> I, I just don't. I just don't see how you could say that Giannis is better than Embiid at this point. For me, it's consistency. It's also, I mean, we've seen him lead a team to the championship and actually win a championship. The the one thing, yes, shooting, but like Embiid's three point shooting isn't like elite like it's not like his three point he's not like it's not like Embiid has all of his skills plus Carl Anthony Towns is shooting or anything so I mean he's a better three-point shooter or at least is good than Giannis is no he is I agree but also the like versatility and stuff of Giannis I think is still a little better than Embiid I mean I've seen Embiid play some perimeter defense and play it very well and everything but I just think his versatility on defense and, like I said, his consistency for, like, how many seasons Giannis has been up at the top, I would just still put him up there. I I mean, if Embiid had Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, he would have won an NBA title by now. I mean, and we saw we We saw what not having Chris Middleton did for Giannis. Nothing. I mean, teams have figured out Giannis at this point. So... That's All you got to do is stop him from getting inside. Embiid is at least adaptable. He'll he, he'll bring the ball up. He'll shoot the ball from three point line with uh, with better success rate than Giannis would or has. True. True. 
He's a, certainly, a, you know, a, I think he's a better scorer. I think he's a better rebounder. Maybe not a, as good of a passer, but damn it. That's why I'm putting Embiid above him. No, I get it. I mean, I definitely get it. And I would do like Embiid to be up there. Do you get I it? I just, oh, I do. I just like, there's, I just have like some underlying feelings that like Giannis still deserves to be up there. Nope. His st- after that, after that playoff performance last season, his stock fell for me. Okay. Like I actually think one more productive season from Luca, and I think Luca has surpassed Giannis. Okay. So I think James Harden should be at the top ten, and I think you know, Dejounte Murray should get in the top ten based on how good he is and. Uh, I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. He's going to be in the top five in the MVP voting. Okay. Uh, Wait, so who, who, who are, are you saying Harden should not be in the top ten and Murray should? Yeah, I don't even think Harden should be ranked in the 90s at this point. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I would say like 88. See, because to me, I, I would put him at right at a 90. I mean, that's fair. But... I would put Murray in, in, in way beyond him then, maybe 92. So if I put – all right, so here, here we go. If we put Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, LeBron, and Luka at five, maybe Steph at six. Okay. Morant at seven. Uh, KD at eight. Uh, I would then I would start looking at uh, Dejounte Murray. I okay. would rank him above Trey Young. Yeah, I see Trey Young there is a ninety right now. I would put him above Trey Young. I'm actually surprised Chris Paul's still at a ninety. To be honest, hey, Chris Paul's not a ninety anymore. Sometimes, sometimes these ratings, man, I just don't get it. Lil- like Lillard... I probably would put Chris Paul at like an eighty-seven, eighty-eight. Right. They have no problem shitting on Russell Westbrook. I don't understand what the problem is uh, with uh, Chris Paul. Why? And, and Devin Booker is not a better player than Dejounte Murray. Devin Booker is not a better player than Damian Lillard. He's not a better player than okay. He's in the top ten, I think. But now we got we got to move Tatum into the top ten too. Oh yeah, Tatum definitely has to be up. There. Tatum, because you could put Tatum now over John Moran if you wanted to. I was actually about to say the same thing. I would put Tatum over John Morant. Um, I'm actually surprised too. I'm I'm a little surprised that Paul George is all the way down at an eight and eighty eight. I probably would put him at a ninety. I wouldn't. I mean, I know I know his injury issues are part of it as well. But like like Kawhi, we don't know what the hell Kawhi is going to look like by the time he gets back. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Kawhi is down to like a ninety one technically, because who the hell knows what he's is he going to look like he was in Toronto? Is he going to look like where he was before he developed this crazy offensive game because we just haven't seen him play? Is he only going to play like 50 games because of load management? I have no clue. Oh, he's he's going to be load management like crazy. Oh, yeah. And I will give I will pat myself on the back because how, how many times was I saying that Kawhi wasn't going to play last season? You did say that a lot. You were definitely it's, right on that one. And some people were like, oh, no, he's playing. No, he's not playing. You know what kind of caliber guy he is. He won't play through anything. 
So out of uh, the top yeah. ten, I want him out of the top ten. Yeah, I, I probably would take him out of the top ten too. I'd put Jason Tatum up there. Um, I can't wait for this game. <laughs> now that I'm talking <laughs> about it, I'm like, God, I want to play it. I know, I want to play it too. Let's just go. Let's just see top one hundred current players as of right now. Um. So, okay, so right after 10, they have Anthony Davis at 11, Butler at 12, Kyrie at 13. They had Tatum all the way down at 15. Yeah, that's going to – I'd put him above Anthony Davis now. Oh, yeah, I'd put him above James Harden. I'd put him above John Morant. I'd put him above Kawhi right now, especially because we haven't seen what Kawhi's like. Um, yeah, but the, I, 2K's questionable with their rankings sometimes, so – True. You know. True. But I probably, I probably have Tatum at number eight, above Morant, and six yeah. is Steph, and then who? Who seven? Like Kevin for Durant. me, for me, this like the people in the top seven right now. I would still have them in the seven, but in different orders. So would like be my I would seven. Have, I would have Giannis, uh, Jokic, Embiid. LeBron, Luca, Steph, Kevin Durant. And then I would put Jason Tatum. And then John Morant. And then number 10? I don't know. Number 10 is where it gets iffy to me because some of these guys could be on the rise. Um, Anthony Davis, I feel like, should be there if he was ever healthy for like a full. St- Two seasons in a row, but I would put Devin Booker in the top ten right now. Really? No, no, Dejounte Murray. We didn't put. I put Dejounte oh, yeah. in the top ten. You have easily. you have Dejounte up there. Yeah, that's right. So I there's mean, your ten. And then I, I would even go. Like, I don't know if I'm ready to put Dejounte in the top ten. I'd put him in the top twelve, probably top thirteen. But I don't know if I'm ready to put him in the top 10 just yet. I mean, what more does he have to do? I want to see what he does now on a team that actually is a playoff contender. Oh, don't start. You're better I, I'm just this. saying, I that's, all I, wanna, that's all I want to see. Don't do it. I know exactly <laughs> what you're... No. You sound, you're starting that's, to sound like that other one. Well, no, because I'm way higher on DeJounte Murray than Mike is. Mike... Mike thinks DeJounte Murray's not gonna do anything. But I'd like I have I would probably take DeJounte Murray over Trey Young as well. Um And I put my man's is my man's in the top twenty five? He better uh, be. Scotty no. is <laughs> Where the hell is Scotty Barnes? Seventy two. Yeah, that's absolutely crazy. Cade Cunningham like, is above him. Draymond Green. No, my my man's is going to be it's going to be an all star this season. Wendell Carter Jr. and Stephen Adams. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Derek Rose. Mikael Bridges. John Wall. Yeah, come on, two K. Where you let's let's fix it here. Even Christian Wood is very questionable. My my man's needs to be in the top twenty-five. 
he has to be in the top 30 at the very least. They have DeJounte Murray at 30. Right, it's so stupid. I would have Murray definitely over Rudy. I'd have him over Bradley Beal. I'd have him over Bam. I'd have him over Gilgis Alexander. But I love how they have Zion over Cat. I know, and he hasn't even played either. And they have uh, Damar. I mean, Damar was was good, but I, I mean, I, and Donovan Mitchell at twenty seven is absolutely crazy. I know. Donovan Mitchell below Rudy Gobert is pretty. Crazy. It's, it's it's it that just goes to show you right now that these these ratings need serious adjust adjusting coming into next season. Oh yeah, and even like Zach Levine, like I'd have a, f- a few of these guys over Zach Levine that are underneath him right now. Like Zach Levine, don't get me wrong, I really like Zach Levine and I like his game, but I like th- there's. Zach Levine doesn't he hasn't really moved the needle on a team to make them a playoff team. You know what I mean? Darius Garland. Right. Like I would definitely have Garland above Levine. Like without Maybe a doubt. We, maybe we maybe we got to post uh 2K our 2K ranking somewhere. I think we do. I think we're definitely going to have to. And I still think like if if it's not DeJounte Murray for me at number 10, I mean, Jimmy Butler, playoff Jimmy Butler would be up there. But he's also never healthy all the time. Playoff Jimmy Butler was like a completely different guy. Oh, yeah. Playoff Jimmy Butler is like top five. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, where's this guy come from? <laughs> um, I, I probably would have... Towns higher than twenty one two. Like I'd probably have Towns over Trey Young and Damian Lillard and Chris Paul. And I'm not even have a big over, Towns guy. I'd have him over Chris Paul for sure. Oh yeah. Chris Paul is not a nineties guy anymore. No, I agree. I think he's like eighty eight at the most. And right and you'll get some stupid shit like Russell Westbrook seventy nine. Then I'll lose uh, my mind. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think he's that high at all. Keep going. I, I mean, want to see. He is. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Is he not even in the top 100? <laughs> Did we miss him? <laughs> he's not even in the top 100. But yet, uh, TJ Warren is. Who hasn't played in four years. Like, Andre Drummond is better than Russell Westbrook. That's Anthony, what CK is telling me right now. Anthony Simons is better than Russell Westbrook. Cam Johnson? Kevin Love? It go up. It has to be. It has to be in there. <laughs> Gordon Hayward? Kyle Kuzma? Mike Conley? <laughs> Kyle Lowry? <laughs> it had we had to have missed him. I don't think he's on there at all. Yeah, I don't see. Holy him. shit, two K, get your shit together. Hold on, we're about to go. We're about to take it back real quick. Hold on, top one hundred current backcourts because he should be on here. If there's no centers and all that, let's see. Just backcourt players. He's at 56. 
He's a 78? Behind Monty Morris. Behind Monty Morris, Patrick Beverly, Ricky, Ricky Rubio. Knee injury Rubio. Derek Dort, off the bench white. Dork Col- Buddy healed. Colin ACL tear Sexton played 11 games. DeAnthony Mountain. Bogdanovich? These, these ratings, we, they got to fix them. That's in like I understand that Westbrook had a down year last year. I get it, but his year was not that bad. I mean, we're talking about, and I'm just going off memory. We're talking about a guy who had 20 points, like seven assists, seven rebounds, a steal, and he had he averaged four turnovers, three less than he did the previous year. But they still wanted to make a big deal about his turnover numbers. Yep, I'm looking he at played, it. I'm looking at played it right what, now. Played what? Eighty games. Seventy-eight games, thirty-four minutes a game. He shot forty-four percent from the field. Twenty-nine um, percent, I think, from three. Yep, eighteen and a half points, seven point four rebounds, seven point one assists, one steal a game, three point eight turnovers. So that's pretty close. Yeah, but you're telling me that is only a seventy-eight rating player. And one that uh, isn't even in the top 100? Yeah, that's a joke. That is a joke. That's crazy. Like, just just being down here in the top, in the bottom, like, 10 to 12, I see plenty of guys that he's better than. Like, right off the, right off the rip. I mean, if you go down that row underneath the advertisement, playing your getaway, wherever that is. Yeah. He's better than Kevin Love. He's better than uh, Simons, Cam Johnson, Norm Powell, Bogdanovich, Dylan Brooks, Portis, and Drummond. Easily. Exactly. The only one I'd probably put, the only two I'd probably put above him are Poole and Brunson. Right. But I actually, Poole, I, wouldn't even put Poole, I wouldn't even put Poole ahead of him now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I mean the only the biggest reason pull the the biggest reason that anyone will put pull above him is shooting ability. Well, you but, know, I guess when it comes to two K, that's the most important thing is whether somebody can drain it from half court or not. Gordon Hayward, true, is above him. Jeremy Grant. I mean, even Spencer Dinwiddie. I like Spencer Dinwiddie, but he's not over Russell Westbrook. No, and I love Spencer Dinwiddie. Exactly. Kel- Kelden Johnson's fan- no. Kelden Johnson, I love Kelden Johnson. He's going to be an all-star this year, but my God. Mitchell Robinson. Yeah. I mean, we could go on forever about this. Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, but I think the one to make like one of the biggest – it still is crazy to me that Wendell Carter Jr. is apparently is 67. But anyway um, – I feel like one of the people that's going to make the biggest leaps. I mean, these two are going to make ginormous leaps. Like Edwards is never is not going to be in the fifties. Even Mowgli, Edwards, and Halliburton are probably all going to be like top thirty-five. And then I think Desmond Bain is going to be probably at least top forty. Uh, I don't know about that. I would I would say fifty, but I get Clint Capella out of the top fifty. Oh yeah, definitely. He's, I would get. To be up there. I would get Porzingis out of the top fifty. Yep. 
I would get keep going. I don't think Tyler Hero should be at forty four either. Um, Bradley Beal should barely scratch the top forty. Okay. Yeah, I'd give him thirty. Garland should be top twenty. Um, he's top twenty-five at least. Yeah, I mean he's at twenty-five right now, but I would probably put him top twenty. Yeah, these. I hope these. I hope they fix the ratings. It'll be interesting to see when they actually yeah. come out. We'll have to comment on them. Oh yeah, we'll have to revisit this and revisit what we said about the ratings and see if they actually do what we're talking about. <laughs> They're listening, I'm sure. Oh, they better be. <laughs> Um, so that being said, let's move on here. RJ Barrett, the guy we were talking about last week as possibly being traded in the Donovan Mitchell trade. He gets an extension worth up to 120 mil, making it a little harder to trade for Donovan Mitchell, but they've now been tied even closer to a three-team trade with the Lakers that we just talked about. So do you think RJ actually goes in a trade, or is this them saying, we're not trading RJ, we'll trade anybody else, but he's staying? I don't think they know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> but this may this may right here just be something that's going to hold up a Donovan Mitchell trade now, which would make it seem... So now uh, Barrett would be eligible to be traded after the season. I believe. Uh, I forget if it's after the season or like halfway through the season. Something it's either different. one of them. So that 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 gives leads me to believe that a Mitchell deal isn't going to happen before the start of the season. Because mm-hmm. the Knicks, the 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 Knicks, I combine the Knicks <laughs> and the Knicks. The uh, Knicks were the front runners in the Donovan Mitchell sweepstakes, um, especially after you know KD went back to Brooklyn. Miami, who knows? I mean, Bam out of bios holding up a bunch of moves um, from happening. So I don't think Mitchell's going to go, but I could see, you know, eventually RJ Barrett's going to, he'll be, he could still be moved easily. I don't think oh, them yeah, giving I mean, him definitely. money. I think they're just giving him money just so he doesn't go anywhere and they can trade him later. That's a good point. Um, I did see a... Because he certainly don't deserve it. No. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I saw something. I think I was watching the Knicks Film School podcast. And I saw something that said, like, uh, well, that they were saying the R.J. Barrett's agent originally was going to chase a max deal. But after all this stuff happened, it almost kind of made RJ sign a lesser deal because he doesn't want to go to Utah. So he was kind of like, I'll take less money if it means staying in New York. So it wasn't the fact that he like wanted to be in New York and wanted that contract. It was more so he just didn't want to go to Utah. That's like somebody saying I didn't buy a truck because I didn't want to help my friend move a couch. You know what I mean? Like, it makes no sense. Like, that's the only reason you don't want more money is because you don't want to go to Utah. 
because things are I mean, so good at New York right now. I mean, things are working out so well in New York. But I mean, to be your fair, I wouldn't is... want to live in Utah either. But if I had to, <laughs> if if living in New York meant that I had to play for the Knicks, I would go live in Afghanistan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I go I go hang out in Iraq or North Korea. Well then. If, um, if 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 I mean New York is you know you get good the bagels are good you got White Castle the pizza the pizza's amazing plenty of shit right. to do yeah it's dirty it's you know but if 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 me staying there was just because I played on the Knicks nope but I mean even then at least you don't have to even if you don't like living in New York City. There are some decent suburbs of New York or even New Jersey if you want to do New Jersey. Not recommending that, but there's places like that to live where in my mind, I'm like, I would very, very much avoid anything Utah. No, but you're saying like, well, New York's a better place to live. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, I wouldn't want to live in Utah. That's all I'm saying. No, I wouldn't want to live in Utah. No, nothing against Utah. <laughs> I just, I, I honestly couldn't. I couldn't. I don't know anything about Utah. We looked up what the, the, what does everybody know about Utah? We t- we talked about it once, like Mormons and mountains and Salt Lake City. That's it. <laughs> Nobody knows anything about Utah. <laughs> Seriously, and I, like I don't know. I literally can't name you another town in Utah other than Salt Lake City. I, I you stumped me because I don't even know. I, I you, you know I came into this podcast thinking I knew at least a couple, maybe. Like if somebody said, "Could you name three cities in Utah?" I go, "Yeah, sure, Salt Lake." And then I would realize, "Oh shit, I don't know any other places in Utah." <laughs> exactly. Like even even in some of the other states that I know nothing about, like you know Nevada, everyone knows Las Vegas, but I also know like the capital is Carson City, and there's another city called Reno. Right. Like, there's not much else in Nevada. You could say, and the when same it comes thing, to Utah, like, I have no fucking clue. North Dakota, you could say Fargo. Uh, what else we is got? Is that the North one that Bismarck is the capital? I think Bismarck, I believe. Yeah, so you we yeah. got two in North Dakota. Mississippi, Idaho, I know you four. got Toledo, <laughs> um, Tempe, Jack, no Jackson. Jackson, yeah, Jackson, Mississippi. Is Tempe, Tempe's Arizona, right? Yeah, that's Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the new geography podcast, everybody. <laughs> no, but what it goes to show you is how irrelevant Utah is. Exactly. But yeah, they, like just, they just need to move the team to Seattle already. Give Seattle a team back. Yeah, but I want a team in Utah, though. Like, I, I love the fact that the Utah Jazz. There's jazz is has nothing to do with Utah, but I absolutely like. I would be sad if Utah was if Utah no longer had an NBA team. I mean, it would definitely be weird, but like, at least give them a team name that relates to Utah. Like, even if you just named them like the Utah Mountains. At this point, though, you gotta keep them the Jazz. Like, I want that never to change. Because it's (laughs) my favorite thing too. 
My favorite thing too is they're like the jerseys that everyone loves the most are the mountain jerseys, which again have nothing to do with jazz. At least like some of those newer jerseys had like the jazz note and stuff like that, or the the music note, and so like it played off of jazz. But like those the jerseys that everyone loves, the classic ones are just mountains. I hate the mountain ones, but that's the one like that pop culture loves. I like the jazz, the the note, like the wheel, you know, the it's it's yeah. filled in. Like that's the best jazz logo. I I mean I agree. I like that too because especially because it has something to do with jazz. Right. <laughs> Who did you say you were going to jizz on earlier? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> that definitely wasn't me. Um, no, you said anyway. gonna, you said you called somebody jizzing. You you said jizzing. Oh, I said um, LeBron and Anthony Davis were jizzing over Tucker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, all in all, I mean, congrats to RJ Bear for getting the extension. That's big for him. Yeah, you earned it, pal. That's, I mean, that's big money right there. And that actually breaks the curse for the Knicks. The last guy they signed like a draft pick of theirs that they signed to an extension was Charlie Ward. That worked out well for them too. Exactly. But that was what Charlie Ward was what the nineties, eighties, nineties. Yeah. Early. So imagine never signing a draft pick to an extension since the nineties. And Charlie Ward could have played in the NFL if he wanted to. True. But nope, he's he went to the Knicks. Great <laughs> career choice. Decided to go there instead. God, RJ um, Barrett. Like, if there's any motivation to get your shit together, it's the fact that the Knicks wouldn't give you more money, and now you're stuck in New York. And that they would trade you to Utah. Right. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's the first guy who's probably upset about getting 120 million dollars. He's like, what have I done with my life? <laughs> Look, if they want to send me to Utah, but now I'm stuck in New York, and yeah, you <laughs> either loser, way, I gotta play for a loser. Get your shit together, RJ. <laughs> um, but so moving on to still in New York, the Nets. Real quick, they signed Markeith Morris. What? How do you feel about it? Okay, good. I mean, whatever. It's Marquise Morris. Like, what? Like, what do you want me to say? They're going to win a title now. They're they're complete. the The team is complete now. Championship. Fuck I mean, honestly, Marquise. Honestly, Morris. if you said the Nets are going to win a championship because of Marquise Morris, it'd be the equivalent of the Lakers saying they're going to win because of Patrick Beverly. Uh, I would rather say uh, get Patrick Beverly. I mean, I mean Markeith. We didn't even get the is, good Morris. He's a he's a decent contributor. He did win a ring with the Lakers in the bubble. <laughs> okay, at this point, I'd rather have Zach Morris. <laughs> I mean, at least he gives you somebody that is actually going to have a pair of cojones, unlike some of the other guys on the team. I was going to say I'd rather have Rigor Mortis, but that's not the it's same. Close enough. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather have Rigor Mortis. <laughs> Tyler says Markeith Morris is goaded. 
What does that mean? Like he's one of the one of the best. I mean, maybe ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's the slang from the kids, you know. Yeah, it's goat. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm picturing him with like horns now. <laughs> and like hooves. Oh god. Um, I mean, I do just like I mean he at least gives the Nets some actual I mean, can we defensive get the presence. Better Morris? There's a better Morris. I mean Marcus? his brother. Can we just get his brother? And then I'd be a little happier. Who is Marcus Morris on these days? The is Clippers. He still on the Clippers? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I do like Marcus Morris more. Yeah. So I mean, uh, but I mean, uh, honestly, it's I mean, it, it's not a bad move. I mean, he's a, he, uh, he's a solid uh, bench piece. Yeah, I mean, okay, he's a veteran. Yeah. I do, I do agree with you when you say he'll bring the uh, he'll bring the nutsack to Brooklyn. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'll love it. I don't know. Maybe I'll straighten these guys out. He could be the vocal leader like Patrick Beverly that you needed. Let's hope so. We'll see. Um, so, moving on to a little bit more sad news. The whole John Wall was admitting how like he was in very a very dark place the last three years. No, with, with going to Houston and not playing, and doesn't didn't know if he was going to really play again or make it on another team. Um, I mean that 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 is sad to hear. Um, I mean, isn't everybody depressed these days, though? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and, like, tell someone that they shouldn't be depressed because that hits anybody and everybody. But it could be worse. We could not have $41 million. Yeah, I mean, I, it's such a... I, you know what? If he wasn't feeling well, if he was depressed, I'm sorry to hear that. However, that's all behind him because now he's in he's in L.A. and I'm actually rooting for him. I mean, yeah, I he too. he can't shoot from three, but I mean, he offers. You know, he's he's not going to be at the All Star level, but I mean, he's still a quality piece to the Clippers. If John Wall can even be seventy five percent of what he used to be, that would be a huge win for the Clippers. I mean, I hope he's feeling better. Honestly, though, but. Oh, yeah, I hope he's in a better place and everything mentally and all of that. I mean, in all all honesty, though, there's probably a lot of guys in Houston who've had some dark days over the last three years. Uh, Hasn't been that fun down there. No. James Harden, Russell Westbrook. Christian Wood's now out of there. Christian Wood, Clint Capella. A lot of guys have gotten out of there. P.J. Tucker. Yeah, Daniel I mean, House. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a daycare center down there now. Everybody's like just getting their learner's permit. <laughs> True. <laughs> I it's think Eric, young guys. Eric Gordon is like the grandpa to the rest of the team. <laughs> Eric Gordon's like, please, you gotta get me out of here. <laughs> He's like, someone just let me join their team. Finally, he'll t- he'll go to Utah if he can get out of there. There you go. Utah, hit him up. It's interesting. It could happen. 
True. Houston could be part of a three-way deal to get Donovan Mitchell out of there. I don't know. Now, apparently, though, it was uh, Mark Stein said that uh, John Walls looked really good this or He didn't say it, but I'm paraphrasing. But apparently he's had a really good offseason. Yeah, and I like that honestly is really nice to hear because I loved watching John Wall play when he was in his prime days in Washington. Like, I, I think that has been like he is the epitome of like electric on the court. Way better and, than Bradley Beal would ever dream of being. Oh, one thousand percent. He John Wall was the reason that Washington was relevant. The moment he wasn't playing that way anymore or was hurt or whatever, Washington immediately went back down the drain. I wish the Nets would have got John Wall. That would have been good. Yeah, I mean, I I was I I was surprised that he didn't have more people offering him money to to join their team. I mean, Philly could have used him. Oh, for sure. So that other bum you got, the Mr. Inconsistency, Tyrese Maxey. Get out of here. He's no bum. Well, I mean, <laughs> he. The, okay, but let's just say this. He's, it's going to be a make it or break it year for him because he needs to step it up. Oh, yeah. I agree. I mean, this is his third year. He's shown improvement every season. Now this is the year he's got to be consistent. Like, if he... If he takes the same improvement he made from last season and then makes that consistent, I'm perfectly fine with that. Do you think he really improved that much? Hell yeah. I mean, he improved, but is he is he all that they're saying he is? Yes. He is? I mean, he went from he went from I think it was 34% from 3 to 40 Let's see. Okay, so his rookie season, he shot 30.1% from three. Last year, he shot 42.7. And that was while attempting three more threes a game. And okay, but... he went, and he increased his field goal percentage from 46 to 48. He went from eight points a game to 17 and a half a game. Assists got doubled. Rebounds went up to three a game. Almost a steal a game. And only about one turnover a game. Yeah, but we're we're at the point now where we should be talking about like all stars, like all star conversation, all second team NBA. Like that's that's how they're t- touting him to be. And a oh, lot yeah. of teams have inquired about him, and they've they've held that they've made it known that he's not going anywhere. But now's the time for him to be like that third piece of the equation. Like he's the guy who should get considered to take a final shot. He's a guy who should say, "Oh shit, the Sixers have Embiid, Harden, and Tyrese Maxey on the floor." Right now, you I don't get he, that. I think he puts up twenty-one points a game next season. Uh, it's possible. I mean, shit. R.J. Barrett could put up 20 points, and only Tyrese Maxey can't, even though. But, like, Maxey's efficiency is way better. Oh, don't get me wrong. Maxey's (laughs) 10 times better player than R.J. Barrett is. Oh, I agree. That's actually, I saw people actually debating that uh, the other day, if who was better, R.J. Barrett or Tyrese Maxey. And I was like, Maxey easily. Oh, my God, you kidding me? That's not even a debate. RJ, I told you, R.J. Barrett's a guy he could score 20, 
six points one game and then he's scoring eight the following night. Exactly. Like, and I mean, while Maxi did have some inconsistencies, most of the time he was actually helping his team win. I do got to give it like RJ Barrett last season. He started off, he was shit hot. And I was like, holy shit, this guy may be turning. And then he just went back to normal. Yeah. He lost his superpower. <laughs> Dems the brakes. But moving on, because we you know have two what? things. I'm, I'm rooting for John Wall. Me too. We both want John Wall to do well. Right. And hope you're in a better mental place. Yes. So At least somebody is. Exactly. So Gilbert Arenas, on his podcast, we joked about that last time because apparently they just say crazy things on this podcast. Um, he pretty much downplayed all of Giannis's things, uh, like his accolades and his championship. He said that he claims that Giannis still doesn't understand basketball. And then he said that Giannis doesn't know how to train his body and be better. And he said that he plays the sport. He won a championship. Cool. He doesn't really understand how to be great, how to be better, how to train his body. To be here, you have to train your body at least 38 minutes and above. LeBron played 37 minutes at 37. Allen Iverson was playing 43 minutes. So, I have so much to dissect from that comment. I there's a lot, and then I'll, I'll say this real quick. I'll finish the quote before. No, we get no, to the this play. isn't the Dennis show. I mean, if you want to have your say, go ahead, pal. <laughs> so the other part of I probably was, interrupt has, you, but you know, <laughs> that's like I, you know how I am, but yeah, I get, you know. Oh yeah. So the other part of his quote was: Has he added any new skill to his game? Has his three point percentage gotten better? Mid-range gotten better, free throw gotten better. Has his back to the basket gotten better? He's gotten stronger. His ability to take bumps and finish has gotten better. But the same flaws are still in his game, which is why I said he needs to learn the game more to understand how to improve his overall game. I mean, we were we touched on that earlier. I mean, yes, his three-point shooting really isn't much improved at all. We were talking about a video game. Now we're yeah. talking about... Okay, so here's... I mean, Gilbert Arenas, I mean, eh, you're a good player and all, but at least Giannis didn't bring a gun into a locker room. Um, However, I agree with the rest of his. uh, I don't think he needs to play 38, 39, 42 minutes a game because I don't think that's a good idea for him. However, I strongly agree when it comes to the fact that Giannis hasn't done anything to improve to where he's a consistent threat at the areas that he struggled and i'm talking about free throw shooting i'm talking about three-point shooting um and if you look in in the playoffs i mean he's they the teams have figured him out stop him from getting to the basket and you can beat the bucks and and the bucks were exposed by because they didn't have anybody who get, drew holiday didn't shoot well in the postseason Mm-hmm. And they didn't have Chris Middleton, so you didn't really. Grayson Allen certainly didn't shoot well. Um, you know, Bobby Portis, you're only going to get a certain amount from him, and Brooke Lopez. So Giannis has to be the guy, and he took a lot of shots in the postseason, and they shut him down simply because they weren't letting him muscle his way to the basket. Right. When you have guys like Robert Williams at the basket 
and and things like that, it's it's going to be a lot harder for Giannis to get in and, and score. You know, Giannis's field goal percentage when he's you know two feet within the basket is probably a hundred and nine percent. But when you get him, I know it can't be higher than, but I'm just saying. <laughs> When it, when, he, when when he gets you know to three point land, or if they put him on the foul line, do you really feel that confident that Giannis is going to make a free throw? I don't. Well, so I was going to say his free throw percentage has improved from the two seasons prior. Like this past season, he shot seventy two percent from the line. Okay, but um, he, that's seventy two percent. Oh, I know. I'm not saying that's great. Like the season before, though, he shot sixty eight and a half. The season before that, he shot sixty three. So that improved a little, not saying 72 is great, but he improved a little. The three-point percentage has stayed right at about 30% for the last, like, three, four seasons. Yeah, but when you're the MVP of the league and you are the number one, when you're considered one of the best players in the league, you could make a, you know, you could say he's the best player in the league in some ways, but your best player in the league, you know, on the team and in the league shouldn't be a liability when the game is close and you want to put them at the free throw line. Right. No, and, I agree. I, and I don't get a I don't get a good feeling when Giannis is at the line. I mean, he can just he can shut the crowd down because everybody's doing the count now when he gets to the line. But you're still like, oh shit, Giannis is at the line. We're up by one and you know what I mean? So, yeah, I totally agree with that. I don't I don't see any, like, significant improvement in terms of I, I feel like he just plays the same way he always has. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I agree that. So I, I think his first part of his quote is stupid, the whole you need to play 38, 40 minutes a game. I think that's just stupid. I just don't like, want him you, to get hurt. Right. Like, like you that's... don't need to play that many minutes. That. You like you don't need to play that minutes that many minutes just to be considered great. He could play to. he could play thirty two minutes right, and if he played seventy five games a season, or give me seventy two like miss ten games, give me that right, and don't right. give me this bullshit where you go into the postseason and you show up on a on a on a injury report with a questionable tag because of the same knee that's bothered you for the past three years. Now all of a sudden it's bothered. If I, I I'd never want to see Giannis questionable knee soreness. Like get the fuck out of here with that stuff. Like, exactly. So yeah, that's what I mean. And then you go over and you play overseas. You go play in Greece and you're getting an MRI for a back issue. That's a problem. Like oh, you yeah. no, you need to like seriously like take a step back and say why am I hurt all the time? And people should be looking at him in the front office in, in Milwaukee and saying, why is this guy hurt all the time? And what can we do to keep him on the floor and to stop him from getting hurt? Yep. And I like the main reason I think that's dumb too, though, the whole minutes playing certain amount of minutes is like the last few seasons that Steph Curry has played 34 minutes, 33, 32 a game. So is Steph Curry not great just because he's not playing 38 to 40 minutes a game? No. You're not going to say that about him. And you know why Steph Curry doesn't play that much? Because they know he's getting older and he gets hurt. Exactly. But let's and a lot of times, what, like in their in their dynasty days when they were like, you know, the 72 or 73 win team, a lot of times they were destroying teams in the fourth quarter and even, he didn't even play the whole quarter. But remember what Steph Curry, too, was playing off the bench? for some games throughout the postseason. 
Yep. And he still, you know, went out there and because that's smart. Like they're taking care of him. Giannis, exactly. they haven't figured out what to, what to do to keep this guy healthy. Your knee, you know, he he's always hyperextending a knee or his knee has mm-hmm. fluid or something. Like what what is going on here? Like either he's not as tough as his body appears or they're just being reckless with him or a combination of both, but they need to figure that out. Yeah. But I will I will say, and I agree with you and Gilbert Arenas, that there's a lot of things that we talk, Giannis we're friends. Not... Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We we have a three way call uh, every Sunday. We did a um, three way with Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> What's um, the middle guy called? The lucky Albert or something? I think it's I called the guy. No the guy in the I didn't middle. Know that. I didn't know it had a name. I mean, I heard. I didn't. You know. <laughs> Oh, okay. From Reddit? <laughs> um, what were you going to say? I was... and Nothing. I was going to add on okay. like 12 more things to that, but I'm not going <laughs> to... But, um, but I agree that there's a lot of things Giannis hasn't improved in. Like his back-to-the-basket game, it hasn't improved. He has no post-game. Like... Even if you add it in like a sky hook or something, like you're that tall, you can add in a hook shot. But even then, like the hook shot's not great. He doesn't have like a like a post fadeaway. He doesn't have exactly have like a really good post move like a lot of other centers do. Um, his mid range jumper, which should be unstoppable. I mean, look at Kevin Durant. They're the, they're pretty much the same height. Kevin Durant's mid range jumper is unstoppable because you're not big enough to block it. If Giannis actually had a mid-range jumper and he shot the ball high, nobody's blocking that. He's seven feet. He can't. He can't do it. Exactly. But look at and, um. You know, I would go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I was just gonna say. So like all of those things, Gilbert Arenas is right. He has not improved. And the the thing to me though is it's crazy that. He still is as good as he is without improving any of that stuff. Well, I think the postseason at the end of last season is, was the beginning of the end of him being one of the best players in the league, at least like in that conversation. If he doesn't, I would be happy if Giannis improved more free throw shooting and if he was healthy. Okay. That would be right there. Just doing those things would be a step in the right direction. Because if you're going to keep playing aggressively like like he needs to in order to score points and get to the basket and out muscle guys, because he he's he's a freak too. He can throw his body around and and get guys out of the way. Guys who are considerably bigger than he is in terms of like height and like girth and think girth. I don't know if girth is the right thing, but uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you meant. Uh, but he, um, but if he's going to play that way, fine. But you got to stay healthy, pal. You know what I mean. And when you get to the line, like, like he, Chris Middleton being out shouldn't be the reason why you're not in another uh, that you didn't win another NBA title, right? But he also needs to get more consistency out of the guys around him. Drew Holiday, like, yeah, we get it. You're a good defensive player and everything, but come on, pal. Like, if you're playing and, and you're the number two guy, you shouldn't be going seven for 28 from the field and, and going one for nine from 
and, and I don't know if those are the exact quotes, but I'm pretty close to some of the games that he had throughout the postseason. Right. And, uh, yeah, I there's just, there's, there's a lot to Giannis's game that if he actually did improve, he would literally be unstoppable. Like, right now, he's un- he, he was unstoppable until we saw, you know, what what to do when everyone was just like, oh, just don't let him get as close to the rim, and then you're pretty much fine. But if he was improving these ways that, you know, Gilbert Arenas was talking about and even we're talking about, then he legit would be an actual unstoppable offensive force. Well, think of it this way. If he could actually make a three-point shot to the point to where people like respected his long-range shot and forced defenses to play a little differently than they are now instead of just making a big ball around the basket and trying to stop him from getting close. Like, imagine if they actually had to, like, respect his long-range game and that allowed him to get inside. Like, that, you'd be a completely different player. True. But he, he, true. Do, he doesn't – I mean, nobody respects his three-point shot. I mean, why would you? He's the only guy. Imagine if the imagine if the foul rules were the same as they were like before last season, where he actually like got fouled and went to the line. You know what I mean? So good thing he could finish because if he could if he was like Harden getting fouled, you know what I mean? Like as much as he did, and then he went to the line, he wouldn't be nearly as effective as as he has been. True. But yeah, durability. If he plays, give give me seventy two games out of the regular season, and I don't want to see this shit where you're on the injury report in the postseason, and may you know improve your three point shooting a little bit to the point where the defenses respect you and make your damn free throws. Like free throws could be an easy fix, and for some reason I don't understand why guys can't make free throws, but whatever. I. I really don't get it either. I mean, you're paid all that money to make what should be an easy bucket. Hire a coach. I know. A therapist, something. Not that hard. There's plenty of people out there now that you can work with. I saw this guy, like, make a shot off a building. Tell me you can't hire him. Tell you how to make a... (laughs) There's definitely plenty of options out there to go with, and people just don't don't take it. I don't get it. Um, no cap. <laughs> so, our last segment of the day. What you got? You got any topics? Oh shit! I forgot. <laughs> What you got? I got nothing, man. <laughs> That's okay. We, I mean, we can make this one short because, I mean, we have been going here for almost an hour and 20 minutes. Um, one, of the, one of the things I was looking at, I'm just trying to pull it up now because I lost it. Um, it was a, a stat I had. Yes, so 
do, 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 scrolling down to it. Uh, and while you're looking for that, in case if you do go on the Mario podcast, I just want to tell you that he already confirmed to me that they do have Chinese food in Chile and they do have pizza. Oh, okay. Because that was uh, that was on my mind. <laughs> he said he likes Domino's, and I go, oh, yeah, I like Domino's too. I mean, Domino's is pretty good. I get oh. Domino's a, a good amount. Yeah, oh yeah. I like if I'm gonna eat crappy pizza, I'm gonna eat the best crappy pizza going, and that's Domino's. <laughs> I mean, you might as well. It's also not that expensive, so like, why not? Yeah, but if you're if it's Friday night and it's like eleven thirty at night, and you're like, everything's closed, I don't want to go out. Something about Domino's, man. When that shows up, and you call them, and it and it's they're there like three minutes later with your order and it's always like yep. piping hot yep every time yeah they don't fuck every around time. um all right so here it is I mean, the guy delivering's like stoned out of his mind but whatever <laughs> um so over the past 10 seasons only three players have scored 20 points per game with a true shooting percent that was 10% or more worse than the league average. Can you name those three people? And I'll give you a hint. It's from the years that these three players did it range from 2019 to 2022. So in the last three, in the last 10 seasons, Mm -hmm. there have only been three players who averaged 20 points or more yep and sh- shot 10% worse than the league average than the league average true shooting percentage yes the true shooting percentage so one of these players did it twice i'm going to say russell westbrook that's one i am also going to say why is Colin Sexton coming to my brain? He is not one. Okay. These other two players are on the same team. They're on the same team? Yep. For how long have they been on the same team? About, I think it's been about like two or three seasons. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George? Nope. I'll give you one more guess. Okay. Let me think about this one. They're on the same. They're on the same. There's no. I know it's not this, but just let me say it. I know it's not KD and Kyrie Irving. No. Then that don't count that as a guess. Okay. All right. It's someone that when I say it, you're going to be like, oh, of course. All right. Give me five more seconds. And they both did it in 2022. And they both did. Were they on this past season? Oh, they both did it in 2022? Yep, this past season on the same team. Yeah. Bam and Jimmy Butler? No. All right, go ahead. Tell me. RJ Barrett and Julius Randle. I, I swear to God, they were. <laughs> I was thinking them. That's. I, I told you, once I said it, you're going to be like, oh, of course. No, I honestly was thinking of them. 
Because we were talking so, about it too. I just said he averaged twenty points a game. Yep, yep. So and yeah, I was like, Russell, but we we were talking about how like his three point shooting is improved, but he's like, yeah, fuck, okay, yeah. that was good. So Russell Russell Westbrook, R.J. Barrett, and Julius Randle all have averaged twenty or more points with a true shooting percentage ten percent or worse than the league average. Um. So Westbrook did it once in 2018-19 and again in 2020-2021 with Washington. And then Randall and Barrett He's did awesome. it the, the last season. Well, here's what so, here's uh, you know something though. I don't think that's like a negative to RJ Barrett and Julius Randall. I just like kind of like chalk it up at the fact that if they don't shoot the ball, who who else is going to shoot the ball? I mean, that's especially true because like now you can say like oh you got Brunson like you have a couple other guys like you got quickly you got some other guys that can at least shoot Brunson's gonna take a lot of the shots that weren't originally there but yeah I mean if quickly and all those guys aren't making shots and then all your point guards and stuff are hurt like the Knicks thought Kemba Walker was going to be one of those guys making all those shots they thought Derrick Rose was going to be able to make all those shots Evan Fournier and tells you how stupid the Knicks front office is (laughs) true but obviously we see how that ended up I mean Jalen Brunson's probably going to take 20 shots a game oh i don't doubt that one bit. At I mean, the very he, least, 17 shots a game. Very least. Yeah, I, I could see RJ taking considerably less attempts per game. Julius Randle, at this point, he's like, I don't even want to shoot anymore. Because <laughs> the moment he shoots, Knicks fans are going to boo him anyway. <laughs> oh, he's done. He's, oh, probably yeah. like, he's probably like looking for apartments in Utah at this point. He's mentally checked out by far. That's too bad. Yeah. But he got, I mean, he, hey, he got his bread, man. So good for him. And you want to know something? If there's any team where I'm like actually rooting for him to like give the big uh, proverbial middle finger to, it's the Knicks. True. They deserve it. Because oh, yeah. I mean, Julius, er, er, Julius Randle is a, is a, is a, is a good player, but he's not like a cornerstone guy you can build a team around. Right. I agree. But the Knicks are so stupid. They're like, well, he's the best player we get. I mean, he's, he's a good player. I don't, he's in one of those positions where he can't deliver as like the star of your team. So unfortunately, because nobody wants to go to New York, he's going to be like the star player. And he's not capable of that, at least consistently. No. Like, if he played with, like, Damian Lillard in Portland, that would be nice. Yeah, if he played on a team where, like, guys were, like, scoring. Like, he he reminds me of, like, like a better Christian Wood or, like, a better uh, – he's better better Tobias Harris, not, like, better shooter, but, like, just a right. – he's a better oh, John no, Collins. Man. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like they're like John Collins is good, but he's not like a guy who's like should be making a ton of money. But he's a guy who could add something to a good team to help them win a championship. Right. You know what I, I mean? Completely agree. Yep. But that is it for us. You want to go for two hours? 
<laughs> I might get yelled at. I gotta go help with some groceries and everything. <laughs> what? Already it's starting. You haven't even get, got married yet. No, no, no. I'm not gonna get yelled at, but I do have to help with groceries. <laughs> like what? What kind Especially. of shopping? Like what was it? Like a like a small trip? Like we're picking up a couple things, or was this like a like a a grocery? Oh, sh- like grocery, grocery. Like like we filled a cart up. There's like you had to put stuff like. On the bottom of the cart, that yep. type of well, yeah, like, you the, get like the... there's nothing in the fridge, <laughs> right? <laughs> that kind of grocery. Shop. You know, what you do is you know, like if if she's coming home, you're like, I'm in the bathroom. I'll be down in a couple of minutes, and then by that time, she'll <laughs> have all the bags in. Yeah, I'll be like, oh, I just got done. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I would help. No, yeah. <laughs> oh man, but. That's it for us. So, I think this else? no. I think this might be a record for us. So, I think it is too. <laughs> but it was a great one. This was a good episode. I liked it. Okay, I did too. I had, a, I had a good time. I'm glad you had a good time. I like to. Uh, I mean, can I call you? Can I see you again? <laughs> no, that's it from here on out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Like, how does this work? Like, do you text me or do I text you or how do we do this? Uh, I think we have to, like, time it at the same time. All right, because I, I have problem. Like, I, I don't I don't want to seem, like, too desperate, like, to where I'm just texting you. But I'm not a first move kind of guy either, so. All right, I'll text you. All right, sounds good. <laughs> But that's it for us. Thank you, everybody, for watching another episode of The Atlantic Files. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, hit the like, subscribe down low, hit the bell for notifications, and we're everywhere you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, all that. So make, you, make sure you subscribe and rate and review. That helps us out greatly. Thank you for listening to the number one podcast and the number one division in the NBA, brought to you by the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace.